name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome in the name of Christ. God's grace, mercy and peace be with you. My name is Canon Paul Cartwright and I'm an honorary canon of Wakefield Cathedral in the Diocese of Leeds. And it's a great joy to welcome you to our service of the Word this day on the first Sunday of Lent. This is coming to you from a group of parishes on the West and South Yorkshire border. St James the Great at Rye Hill, St Luke's Grindfork, St Paul's Briley, and All Saints South Kirby. Today's recording has been done in compliance with the latest Church of England and Government guidance, and so we're nice and safe as we've gone through this recording process. During the service, you're going to hear everyday testimonies of people's faith, wherever they may be, and we've got people taking part in this service, not only from Yorkshire, but from further south as well. And so we're in for a treat. So to prepare ourselves to worship our Lord, let us keep a moment of quiet as we listen to our first piece of music. We say together, God of mercy, we acknowledge that we are all sinners. We turn from the wrong that we have thought and said and done, 
and are mindful of all that we have failed to do. For the sake of Jesus, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and help us to live each day in the light of Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so now we have our first person who's going to speak about their everyday faith. My name is Margaret Marshall. Uh, Mag's to most, but to some just still Margaret. I live in Rye Hill. I'm a member of St James Church, Rye Hill. Since Covid, and particularly the last eight months, um, it has been uh, a bit grim sometimes. I had uh, Covid pneumonia last April, but I managed to get over that. I uh, wasn't in a hospital that long, so I wasn't desperately ill, not by any means. Um, coming home, I think the healing started then. Um, then, unfortunately, my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, my sister fell and broke her hip, admitted to hospital. She got, cat got COVID while she was in hospital, very, very ill. And my other sister was uh, sectioned and uh, admitted to a mental health hospital. Um, Hazel had no husband, so I was her next of kin, no children. And uh, Julia lost her husband and her son was abroad for two months. So there was a great deal of pressure, a great deal of pressure. You know, the diagnosis with Colin, it was like being on a roller coaster. Uh, from the diagnosis all the way through to surgery, um, uh, prayers, lots of prayers were offered, lots and lots of prayers, and uh, Colin came through, and uh, he is doing well. He's not there yet, but he's doing really well. But all through this period, there are times when it was too, it was just overwhelming. And uh, it was like being in the wilderness. It came to a point where I just had to say, I can't do this anymore on my own. I really cannot do this. Uh, and I gave it to God and said, please do what you will with all this. Because at the moment I can't make any sense of it all. I don't think you realise till afterwards and a long time afterwards, that uh, when you are in the wilderness, God is with you. He's still there, upholding you and giving you the strength to carry on. You don't realise it at the time, but afterwards. And the answers come from lots of different sources, um, sources that you wouldn't imagine. Someone may just say something, or you hear something on the radio or the television. Faith is that key, that key to not going under, not giving way to the pressure, not giving way to illness and sadness and grief. And 
that is faith. The faith that God is there for you, always, in all circumstances, in the dark. Those lovely words uh, from the Gospel of St. John. Uh, light shines in the darkness and the darkness has never put it out. Uh, sometimes that light um, guttered a little and got very dim, but then it became more and more clear. It really it is a, a wonderful thing and my Christian life has meant so much to me and the family of my church have always been there for me to support me and be kind and generous even though they couldn't visit it was there, the support was there, and that was wonderful. And it means such a lot, that friendship and fun, the sense of fun. Because God didn't put us on this earth to be miserable with long faces, even through the darkest of days. He gave us joy to be able to laugh with each other and share a joke with each other and see the funny side of even a desperate situation and I think if we can do that then we know that God also has a great sense of humour and I think that's been proven to me many many times he does have a great sense of humour I think he has to a reading from the book of Genesis. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you, and every living creature that is with you, for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring the clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds. I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. This is the word of the Lord.
reading from the Gospel according to Mark. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the word of the Lord. As we have listened to the scripture readings today, we can't fail to see the rich images which are printed in our minds through the words that we've heard. Both the reading from Genesis and the Gospel according to Mark have water as a feature. The first reading being the flood, through which the evil which had filled the land was cleansed and made good. The second being the water which Jesus sanctified through his own baptism. We know that Jesus didn't need to be baptised as he was truly the Son of the living God. But through his immersion in water, we've been given the sacrament of baptism. Both of these events change the future of each and every one of us. And today, I want us to think about what the time of Lent means to us and to other Christians. In today's Gospel, we hear that Jesus came up out of the water. The heavens were torn apart and the Spirit descended like a dove on him. And then a voice came from heaven, which said, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit came down and the voice of God the Father was heard. And just at that point, at that very moment, we are reminded of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And as soon as this had happened, Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days, during which he was tempted by Satan and was with the wild beasts. In effect, he was alone and removed from any of his companions and friends, and he retreated into the wilderness. I don't know about you, but certainly as I've begun my Lenten journey this year, my mind has also gone back over this past year to a period of isolation from the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. For me, because I'm a survivor of leukaemia, and like so many other people in our country, I was told to remain in my home because I was clinically extremely vulnerable. A very frightening time for a lot of people. And although this time was spent surrounded by my family 
and the comforts of our home, I do feel like I've had a year of being in the wilderness, removed from all that I've been used to and needing to learn how to do things differently. Even now, as we watch recorded television shows, we can see that things have changed and are not the same. We can see distance between people, screens to avoid contact, and masks that make it feel as though even when you're with someone, they're not fully present. It makes it harder for us to read and to understand people. And maybe we have to work a little bit harder to get the most out of our interactions with one another. At the moment, we're all preparing and we all long for that day when some normality may return to our day, whatever that normality may look like. Our day-to-day -day life has changed and we've all been reminded about how vulnerable we are with our earthly life. And yet, this has to be a time that so many of us have relied upon prayer. Prayer which is our own, and prayer that's been made for us by other people. The wilderness that our society has faced has been one where we've seen the best in our society, with people reimagining and refocusing on community, caring for others, and above all, doing God's work. Lent is also a period of change where we can change the way in which we do things. We're given the opportunity to take a good look at our lives and our spiritual lives, to reconsider our relationship with God, to turn away from our fallen sinful nature, to refocus our lives on him and to dedicate ourselves afresh to God. But this doesn't always come easy. It, de it depends upon sacrifice, sacrifices that we have to make. Both of these events that we've considered in our scriptures today are all about new beginnings. The first was through a covenant with God following the flood. And the second was through life with Jesus, a life that was to become a very public life after his time in the wilderness. And so today, on this first Sunday of Lent, we've got an opportunity for another new beginning by putting our relationship right with God and refocusing on him. We can use this time to maybe think about the promises that were made at our own baptisms, or if we're not yet baptised, think seriously about giving our lives to Christ. In some of our churches, mine included, there's a tradition of not baptising during the season of Lent. And we use this time to prepare our candidates to be baptised on Holy Saturday or Easter Day. It's a time of preparation that we can all join in. And that should come as no surprise because whenever we see the number 40 in the Bible, it's usually connected with a period of preparation, from Israel's 40 years in the desert to the Apostles' 40 days of preparation between Easter and the Ascension, or even our own period of 40 days during this Lent. So what will you do this Lent?
Have you decided to give up a distraction which becomes between you and God? Or have you given more focus on your prayer life and dedicated more time to prayer? Maybe you've decided to invest some time in a local project, helping those in your community. Or maybe like me, you're going to try and use your period of isolation to improve your relationship with God. Whatever you've decided to do, remember that this Lent is ticking away and that glorious day of resurrection, which we're all preparing for, Easter day, will be upon us before we know it. And so, just as Jesus used his 40 days in the wilderness to prepare himself for that which God called him to do, we too can join in that moment, maybe in our own wilderness, for that glorious day of resurrection. We haven't got a second to lose. Amen. Let us now declare our faith in God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We now have our intercessions, and in between each intercessions and at the beginning of the end, we will sing the Teze chant, Wait for the Lord. Good morning. As we pray, we will use a short bidding prayer, followed by music, during which you may bring before God those who are dear to you and situations on your mind. With each prayer, you may also join me in doing an action to symbolise the content of our prayers. Let us pray. In our reading, Jesus was baptised and received the Spirit and God spoke words of love over him. As we begin to pray, trace the sign of the cross on your forehead. As we do in baptism, to remember the love of God for you and for those you pray for. Gracious and loving God, we thank you that in your love, you reach out for all of us before we even know you. 
We pray for all who struggle today with illness, with grief, with loneliness and isolation and pray that you would comfort them in the power of your spirit. Just after the wonder of Jesus' baptism, he was led in the desert where the wild beasts live. As we pray, draw a cross in front of you to symbolise God's protection for you and for those you pray for. Loving God, who loves us in baptism, yet takes us into the desert. We pray for all who are fearful and anxious today, for those who feel they are in an empty wilderness, for all of us who feel that the shadows and the wild beasts are crowding in, as lockdown stretches out into our lives, as we lose loved ones and livelihoods are threatened. We pray for your comfort, for the power of your cross to remind us of your presence at all times and for the desert to be transformed. God made a covenant with all of humanity, all people, in all places, a covenant of care symbolised in the rainbow so that even in the desert we can keep hold of his promise. Draw the sign of the cross far ahead above you so that you remember to keep your eyes fixed on the promise of God's care for you and all those you pray for. God of all promises, we thank you that we can see your love stretching out as we look behind us and your promise of continued presence as we look ahead of us. We pray that there may be people of hope to point our nation and our world to your promises. We thank you for all those who bring, who bring comfort and care in the present, for healthcare staff, for kindly neighbours, for artists and musicians who remind us of beauty. Take a moment to thank God for people you know who are bringers of hope. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Heavenly Father, your Son battled with the powers of darkness and grew closer to you in the desert. Help us to use these days to grow in wisdom and prayer that we may witness to your saving love. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so now we join together in the prayer using the words that Jesus taught us as we say together. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Well, I do hope that you've been able to join in with today's service and you've enjoyed the contributions from those who have taken part. As we leave one another today, we continue on our own pilgrimage through Lent and towards Easter. If you've not had a chance to think about how we can best use this time of Lent, it's never too late to think about it. Or maybe what discipline you may keep. Maybe you're a person who's just exploring faith at this time. Maybe you're new into the Christian faith. Or maybe you've not decided just yet. It's never too late to have a conversation with your local clergy. Or maybe you can take time to look up your local church. But certainly, if something is feeling stirring inside you, don't just leave it there. Respond to it. Hear it, pray about it, and discuss it with those who are in your local area who can support you. Well, it's been a joy being with you uh, today, the first Sunday of Lent. And now let's just keep a moment of quiet as we prepare for God's blessing. Christ give you grace to grow in holiness. To deny yourselves, take up your cross and follow him. And the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be with you now and forever. Amen.
second guessing we know that we are protected may the peace that surpasses all understanding be our message grace and favors in your nature in your essence favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children this favor be upon you and a thousand generations Yeah. 